from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, where you're listening to live internet streaming radio. You're listening to live internet streaming video and watching us here on Facebook Live on facebook.com backslash live now dt on youtube.com backslash wake up call dt and on facebook.com backslash wake up call dt as well all inside of the cafe kubal studios warm up or cool down with your favorite drink today as well as all of their sandwiches and desserts at cafe kubal with five locations in our community 3501 james street 324 west water street 208 north townsend street 401 south salina street all in syracuse as well as inside of Galisano's Children's Hospital and at 343 Fayette Street in Manlius, New York. A trio of fantastic uh, people join the show today. MonPazPopcorn.com's What's Poppin'. Starting off things with Tom Dupel, the head of the Summit League, the commissioner of the Summit League, joins us this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And then in just a little while, we'll be joined by Dan Butterly of the Big West, and we'll round out today's show with Ted Gumbart of the A-Sun Conference as we go around the country with the commissioners of collegiate athletics. And I'm very honored and fortunate to have Tom Dupel on the show for the first time ever, so let's bring him in. Tom, how are you doing today? Doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, and, and Tom, first and foremost, uh, we talked a little bit off the air, but for those who don't know anything about Sioux Falls, South Dakota, what can you tell us? Oh, it's a hidden gem for sure. Uh, it, it's beautiful out here. We have the Sioux Falls and the Big Sioux River. It's a great tourist attraction. Um, you, you know, one of the things I maintain, is it, it, it's people-oriented, and uh it's got the can-do attitude. We can do it, and we're going to get it done, and uh, very refreshing in the world of athletics, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and, and having that we can do it and we'll get it done, uh, what can you say about the Summit League? I mean, that we have been through such a unique time period in our history. What has this past year and a half been like for you as the commissioner of the Summit? How have you worked toward doing it and getting it done? Well, obviously, it's it's been a very, very difficult year, to say the least. Uh, you know, we were one of the conferences that moved our fall sports to the spring, and uh, obviously our springs were just packed. Uh, you know, we had our regular uh, seasons of volleyball, uh, men's soccer, women's soccer, and then we did a cross-country championship, you know, all in the spring while we were still trying to compete with our fall sports or winter sports and uh, also our uh, spring sports. So it got a lot of compaction, to say the least. Uh, we had campuses that were hosting five different events, um, you know, at one time. And then we had all the testing protocols uh, that we had put in place. And uh, that was very difficult. And it was, it was managing, you know, the uh, testing, the reporting, and we had a lot of games canceled in various sports. And so uh, it, was, uh, it was really stressful on uh, the administrators, the 
uh, athletes and the coaches, but I'll tell you who deserves our MVP is our medical training staffs. Uh, they, they just did a yeoman's job all year long. Uh, you know, the, on top, they worked their tails off uh, regardless throughout the year on a regular basis, but you had COVID into it and uh, uh, it, was, it was something. And uh, so they, they were under tremendous pressure uh, trying to get their student athletes tested um, and get everybody to maintain, you know, uh, you know, social distancing and masking and all the protocols that we put in place. Now, having said that, um, you know, we've had our best ever postseason uh, in the Summit League that we've ever had. Um, you know, we won a first-round game in women's soccer. We won a first-round game in men's soccer. Um, we got two teams in in the uh, women's basketball tournament. Uh, we had one of our teams in men's basketball reach the Sweet 16. Uh, we had a, um, a win in softball first round in the regional. We had a win in baseball first round in the regional. We had 74 of our student athletes uh, qualify outdoor track um, for the regionals. And we have 16, you know, competing uh, this weekend in the, in the, at the Nationals. So, uh, you know, through it all, we ended up having our best, uh, best postseason and year that we've ever had. And so, you know, go figure. It's interesting, <laughs> but, but, but we're really proud of that. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's amazing rising through this, you know, kind of being a phoenix through the ashes type of thing and and you know seeing that seeing the resiliency of your athletic directors of your student athletes and your coaches what does it mean to you as you oversee all of this that you know you can a team is only as good as the sum of its parts and so for you to do what you can do on 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 your side as the commissioner you know these schools have to come through they have to navigate uh, the student athletes have to listen and follow protocol. The coaches have to listen and follow protocol. You add COVID into the mix with everything else going on with being a student and an athlete, and and everything that's uh, within the realm of collegiate athletics outside of this world being uh, you know hit by a pandemic. How did you see the sum of your parts? You know, how did you see your your ads and your coaches and your student athletes really just? follow a, a vision and a mission because none of this is possible unless you all work together. Well, and that, that was the key. Did a lot of collaborative effort uh, through every, every aspect that we put out there. Uh, the, the toughest part was establishing our protocols to, at the very beginning. Um, once we established those protocols, once we had our testing companies in place and what we were going to do, um, then, then we just carried the plan out. We were very fortunate that the chair of our president's council was also the chair of the University of Nebraska Medical Center. And so we worked closely with the Global Center of Health Security at the University of Nebraska and got great information. They were one of the leaders in the country in Ebola. And so you add the COVID, they already knew uh, what to do and how to address infectious diseases. And so they gave us some great guidance and we used their lab for, for PCR overnight for our testing for our officials. And then we went with the uh, Quidel 
uh, antigen testing and then Abbott uh, cards for for our tournament. So uh, once we established that, uh, you know, our, our trainers held to it, um, our, our coaches and our student athletes, uh, uh, they just did a great job. And, and, you know, I can't say enough about them. Yeah, and and really to to have that success outside of that, I mean, you were talking about the successes in, in multiple different sports. I want to go to Oral Roberts for a second. Uh, Jim Beheim, longtime head coach at Syracuse, and going into his forty sixth year now, he said that Oral Roberts arguably had the best backcourt in the entire NCAA tournament. Uh, what are your thoughts on on what Oral Roberts was able to do, and kind of connecting my hometown to? to one of the schools within your conference, uh, hearing Jim Beheim say, nobody should be surprised about Oral Roberts because he thought that they had incredible talent. Yeah, they, uh, you know, we had the leading score in Max uh, Amos, and, and uh, uh, you, you know, I thought uh, he played well throughout the year, um, but they ended up being fourth in our league. Um, you know, they were beat by our number one, two, and three, and also our uh, five and six teams throughout the year. But they came on at the right time, uh, developed the right uh, chemistry, and and he's right about the, uh, the you know the uh, the front court and the, uh, the back court area. Uh, those student athletes did a great job, and I thought they could compete with anyone once they hit the tournament, and they did. They beat uh, Ohio State and then uh, uh, Florida, and I was at the game, and I and they. That last second shot, that you know, they competed against uh, Arkansas. They they were up by you know eight to ten points, and right there at the end, they they needed a shot to to win it. So they could they were competing with anyone. Uh, they really stepped it up defensively uh, at the tournament, and it was uh, a, a credit to Coach uh, Mills and and what they have done down there. Um, and right now, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, they're all coming back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's something, uh, too, looking at the fact of the uh, the extra year of eligibility. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world. Uh, speaking here with Tom Dupel, the Summit League commissioner here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora in a total commissioner takeover this morning inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. Uh, Tom, name, image, and likeness, extra year of eligibility, no restrictions in transferring, so many things going on at once. How are you as a commissioner handling kind of this this new age of collegiate athletics well you you hit the nail on the head there's a lot of things going on at once uh but but i think it's all good we'll all come out of this there'll be a little angst in the next couple months over name image and likeness and you know some of the inner transfers you know they'll get some high high profile athletes transferring within the you know, a conference here or there, they'll get just a ton of publicity. But uh, overall, it's for the student athletes, and and that's why we're in the business. And so, uh, I think they'll have adjustments uh, that that will be made. Uh, just so happens, all of those issues hit hit at once, and and uh, you know, hit right at the end of COVID. You know, so uh, it's it's been a challenging year as you know not only you're dealing with the covid and you know games being canceled and putting student athletes you know in, in isolation and and contact tracing you're also dealing with uh uh those issues and uh it's it's been 
it, it, it's been tough on all all of us, uh, you know, to try to grasp and get a hold. We're trying to go day to day and get through the season, and then deal with the uh, larger pictures. So, but I think it'll all work out, and you know, in the end, for sure. And for you navigating through unprecedented times, what did you learn about yourself as a leader? Uh, you know, what did you take away from from this time and, and kind of, you know, personal growth? What can you say about that? Well, it's been a learning process. Oh, I knew nothing about uh, antigen testing and PCR testing and, and uh, you know, those, that aspect. And so I learned a lot. Uh, you know, from that and setting up the protocols and infectious diseases. Uh, but, but I learned, you know, the multitasking, uh, you know, and trying to separate the issues, you know, the transfer, uh, inter-transfer policy and, and uh, you know, you're dealing with, with uh, those issues, but that's separate than, you know, name, image, and likeness. And um, I think one of the things that all of our commissioners, you know, that, uh, you, you try to uh, departmentalize and, and, you know, take it one, you know, one issue at a time and, and try to tackle it and know that, that, you know, your jobs are to look at the 30,000 foot level and, uh, um, you know, not get caught up in that weekend's games being canceled or, or something like that. So, so it, it's multitasking is what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and having to uh, figure things out on the fly and, and things be ever changing in in this world i mean for you as as we step forward what does it look like what does the uh, the world look like to you as we're moving you know on and you know i mean we you talk about being at the summit right and when you're at the summit you can essentially see out and, and look over the landscape so you know being the commissioner of the summit league what does the landscape look like well, I think we we take a lot of lessons that we uh, uh, learned from from this past year. You know, um, obviously the you know getting on Zoom and and uh, you know those platforms were were we didn't do that in the past. We thought we had to meet in person, and um, you know I think those moving forward will be very positive for us. You know, a lot of it is scheduling, too. Um, you know, we reduce schedules, a lot of non-conference scheduling and, and events. And and do um, we need to have as many? You take track and field. They didn't have as many, but yet we've had, you know, record performances. We set 14 new records in outdoor track. you got to ask yourself, uh, well, is that is that because we didn't go to as many uh, outdoor track meets throughout the year and our athletes were well rested and, and uh, uh, or they just concentrated more in their training. Um, so, you know, all those, those the things that, that we hope we will learn. Um, we look forward to the fall. Uh, we hope that uh, COVID is, is past us, but uh, if it isn't, we know the protocols and uh, the procedures uh, that will be put in place if, uh, if we you know, have to tackle it again. And I think those are the lessons, um, you know, that, that we will carry forward. But I do look for, for a great year uh, next year. Um, you know, obviously getting our fans back, you know, at our events is a key, you know, to a great student-athlete experience. Um, but we also need to look at the mental aspect of our student-athletes and, and always keep that in the forefront. You know, how did they do in their academics this past year? 
with a lot of online classes rather than, you know, in person. And, you know, that will be an adjustment. And hopefully, you know, in person will, will help us uh, in our academics as well. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where we're constantly evaluating and monitoring, but uh, we do look forward to the upcoming year for sure. Yeah, and, and, and as you look forward to what's to come, I also want to uh, look back here uh, North Dakota State, the Bison, when it comes to, uh, you know, success on the field in general, in college, they have it. But when it comes to sending success to the NFL, they have it as well. Uh, Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, Trey Lance, just to talk about three quarterbacks that are all currently in the NFL. Easton is a backup. Carson Wentz is the new starter for the Colts and the former number two overall pick. And Trey Lance was drafted in the top three as the San Francisco 49ers traded up from 12 to 3. What can you what's what is in the water at North Dakota State that these quarterbacks are not only relevant in college but they find their way to be relevant inside of the NFL and and have obviously garnered respect from teams around the NFL. Well, North Dakota State does a great job with their program up there. Uh, they actually play in the Missouri Valley football uh, yeah. uh, league, but we're we're proud of uh, everything they've done up there. Uh, they've got great coaches, and uh, they do a super job of recruiting the upper Midwest and uh, getting the student-athletes and developing them. Uh, that is one thing that, that I, I think is a key uh, is to develop because some of these uh, student-athletes don't have all the Power Five uh, offers uh, that, that many of them do, and so they've just developed these student-athletes to become um, – relevant in in the game and uh you, you look at the quarterbacks and um you know i'm a huge carson wentz fan i saw him play a number of times in person and uh how he's handled himself uh on and off the field is, is just really outstanding yeah you know and, and you talked about uh speaking here with tom dupel the summit league commissioner here on wake up call with dan tortora inside of the cafe kubal studios that uh, you mentioned uh, the fact that you know, obviously North Dakota State is a part of the summit, but has connections elsewhere. Uh, your summit league is comprised of teams that you know are there in some way, shape, or form, but also are aff- affiliated elsewhere. Uh, we look at Denver, Kansas City, North Dakota, North Dakota State, Omaha, Oral Roberts, South Dakota, and South Dakota State, Western Illinois, Drake, Eastern Illinois, Illinois State, Northern Colorado, and Valparaiso. Uh, what can you say about the summit being the being comprised of, you know, teams that are there for all sports, but also share in other places? How do you navigate that as a commissioner, having representation from successful programs and you know teams all over the country? That you know some of them are there in totality, and some of them obviously are are there in in different respects. How do you balance all of that? Well, we emphasize our diversity uh, with the private schools and the public schools and diversity of sports sponsorship. Uh, we have three of our institutions that, that play at a very high level in, in men's hockey uh, with North Dakota, Denver, and Omaha. And it's always great to see them compete at that national level uh, because that, that gives uh, you know publicity and, and uh, recognition 
to that university and consequently the university is a, a part of our league and same thing with the five members the all the four dakotas and western that play missouri valley football and then they're very successful at that uh south dakota state played in the uh national championship game this year and of course north dakota states won seven of the uh nine last year's in, in uh, FCS football national championship. They bring great publicity to their university and get a lot of recognition, and uh, we're able to feed off of that. And, uh, you know, now we hope to have some of our sports uh, that they compete in and, and uh, play nationally as well. And, and so it's, it's a win-win. Uh, you've got to create that, though. Uh, you know, sometimes I sit around and say, oh, man, I wish we, wish we sponsored hockey. I wish we sponsored football or something like that, you know, just because our teams are getting such good uh, publicity and, you, you know, you want your logo on the, uh, on the front of the jersey. But it, 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 it's a thing that we've really been able to embrace. You know, and you have so many different sports within the summit. Uh, but like like you said, you know, uh, teams, including, you know, obviously teams that play football and talking about North Dakota State, I have to go elsewhere for that because it's not a sport within the conference. Have you looked at evolving the conference in, in, in certain ways? I mean, have you looked at football specifically? Have you looked at, uh, you know, really, I mean, as you move forward with the Summit League, where are you looking to maybe expand or to diversify? And is, is football ever a part of that discussion? Well, you know, it, it has been, but we, we haven't been able to get to six. You need six to be a, uh, um, a league. But uh, the, the one good thing that, that we brought in, and it's next year, we're going to bring in the University of St. Thomas from uh, – um, the Twin Cities, and they're located in St. Paul, uh, gives us some great, um, uh, great area to recruit in. Uh, right now, we have about 17% of our student athletes are from the Minnesota area, and uh, overall, uh, so we're, we've been recruiting that area. But getting a presence in the, in the Twin Cities is really going to help us, and so. Um, we've expanded and we're going to be at 10 with the University of St. Thomas and a very great addition for us. And uh, uh, they're going to go through some, you know, growing pains, but I, I do expect them to be competitive in the, in the upcoming years. So membership's one of the things that we constantly, constantly look at. Um, and you need to uh, if you're able to grow your brand. And, and for us in the upper Midwest, we're limited and the schools that will probably be available. Uh, not everybody wants to get in a plane and, and travel their basketball teams up into Grand Forks or, or Fargo. And so uh, we've we're been going regionally and, and uh, uh, you know try to get the very best ones we can in the area. And a couple final notes here with Tom Dupel, the Summit League Commissioner. Tom, what is it in the water of the Dakotas? It's something... That's been on my mind for a while, and, and I get to ask you because you're up there in Sioux Falls, but North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, and South Dakota State, what what is it in the water that, you know, there's these successes, and nationally sometimes uh, things are carried. I, I proudly rock a South Dakota State Jackrabbits t-shirt that I've had for like the last, I don't know, six or seven years. What What is it about the Dakotas that, you know, they do create a danger zone to maybe some teams that don't anticipate uh, anything uh, from 
from these from the Dakotas. It's not really a, they're not really states that are talked about a lot. Yet there is tremendous talent that comes out of here in numerous different ways. What's going on in the Dakotas, and how would you describe it? Well, one thing is the women's basketball in South Dakota. You know, we both of them have been nationally ranked. We South Dakota State went to the Sweet 16 two years ago. And then the, uh, the COVID year where everything was shut down, the University of South Dakota was ranked 11th in the country uh, in women's basketball. So, uh, one, uh, they're very passionate uh, fans uh, as, as much as anywhere. Uh, they're very supportive of their, their schools. So they have a great fan base. Uh, two, they've been able to upgrade their facilities are, are as good as you can get. I'll put South Dakota State's indoor uh, facility and South Dakota's outdoor track facility, you know, uh, among the best. All of them have new arenas, um, just very good athletic facilities. Uh, and that goes for the weight room, the training room, uh, you know, their academic centers. Um, you know, they have the base right in there. And uh, they've been able to get the very best student athletes in the state. It's both of them are small states, but they've been able to do that. And then they reach over to Minnesota, which is five million, and a lot of high schools in that area. Um, it, it's it's something that uh, you know they are these state universities. And um, I'm, I'm an LSU grad, and and I understand the state university at LSU, and uh, that's how these people are, are feel about their university and their their uh state uh so uh, there's you know the tailgating and the pre-game uh activities before at our, the basketball tournaments you know they're, they're the same as anywhere else uh uh and uh they they really put an emphasis on it and uh, i think that's that's been the key it's hard work they know they're the underdog um, you know, from the get-go because of their location, and um, they just put the nose to the grindstone and, and uh, compete. And a final word here from you, Tom. Uh, what, maybe that we didn't talk about today, what should the country know about the Summit League? Why be a part of it? Why join it? What is so special about the Summit League? As kind of a, a final note here. Well, we, we think we're doing a pretty good job, and, and we let the record speak for themselves. As I said earlier, we've had our great postseason run. You know, anytime you can have a men's basketball team reach the, reach the Sweet 16 like we did this year, I mentioned just mentioned the uh, women's basketball. We've had a Sweet 16 run. We've had national champions in uh, indoor and outdoor track. Uh, you know, all of our soccers can compete at the regional and national level. Uh, I, I think, you know, we're up and coming. Uh, again, we added St. Thomas, which will bring us, uh, you know, the, the Minneapolis market, uh, which is huge for us. Uh, uh, we have Omaha and Kansas City. And so we, we're in some great markets uh, with Denver and, and Tulsa as well. So uh, I think the future is bright, um, you know, and we, we're just going to maintain what we want to do. We know that uh, our place, we want to be the very best mid-major that we can possibly be uh, and compete, you know, at the regional and national level and, and, you know, our top teams. That coming from Tom Dupel here of the Summit League, commissioner of the league. Tom, first time I've had you here on the show, but 
would love the opportunity to welcome you back. And I'm so uh, grateful for your time and, and you being a part of this. So would definitely love to uh, feature you again. And I hope nothing but the best for the summit and all of your members moving forward. Well, thanks a bunch, Dan. Appreciate your interest.